0: Hey folks, this is David Shore for Corruption of Child Protective Services. Another video just for you. Now, I'm going to be reading from the Michigan Midland Daily News. The title says, Federal Program Selects Michigan as Pilot Site to Reform Child Welfare, December 19th. Let me just show you that. All right. Now, what it says is Michigan is set to be a pilot site for a national test program to reform the country's child welfare system. The country, not just one state, but the whole country. The Michigan Department of Health and Human Services announced Friday it is one of eight sites. Let me say that again. One of eight sites chosen to participate in the federal program. The national program goal is to help child welfare systems better engage with children and youth while making reforms to serve them, according to the press release. The state health department will receive funding, resources, and technical assistance from a national center through September 2026. That's a four-year study. Actually, technically a three-year study. But if they're starting this year, it is a four-year study. According to the release, the Center, Quality Improvement Center on Engaging Youth in Finding Permanency, was established in 2021. It is funded through a federal grant provided by the Children's Bureau, Administration for Children and Families of the United States Department of Health and Human Services. I'm going to stop right there. Now, this is on the federal level. For the longest time, they've been saying, no, 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 you, this is a state agency, you have to deal with the state. And every time we deal with the state, it's like, you can't do anything. We got 11th Amendment qualified immunity. <laughs> That's why I say that they're 11th Amendment qualified immunity. They tear apart families, families like yours and mine, and then they act like they're the victim. We're just doing in the best interest of the child or children. And nobody calls them on it. Jeez. Quote, being a quality improvement center on engaging youth pilot site is an incredible opportunity to help staff promote and support authentic engagement and empowerment of children and youth. So far, have you noticed the words they're not saying? Sorry about the hair. They're not saying family. They're saying children and youth. It's like they're going, fuck the family. Fuck mom and dad. No way. We're gonna help the kids, but mom and dad are bad. They don't know what's best for the kids. Look at what they're doing. They're speaking out against us. How dare they? And yet you're the ones that have to suffer. The kids get ripped apart. And all because of this money. This work will be a catalyst for producing system-wide changes that will benefit the families we serve in Michigan. Oh my God! They finally they said families, but before it says empowerment of children and youth. So in other words, they're talking about the whole family, but they had to first put in ch- children and youth. Isn't that really nice? Let's see what they have to go further. Maybe I'm getting all upset over nothing. And I've read this several times. But hey, you can decide. The National Center is expected to implement systematic changes in how child welfare professionals authentically engage children and youth as reflected in international intentional shifts of policy, practice, and culture within the pilot sites, the state health department wrote in the release. They only mention one time for families, but here's the second time they mention engaged children and youth. How can they live with themselves? How can they sleep at night? It sounds like a bunch of gobbledygook, and this is what they're talking about. But you notice, I can't find, I've looked on the internet, maybe you, my viewers, and my listeners, maybe you can find out what this pilot program is, if it's got a name. Because for so far, I haven't found a name. Maybe it's Children as Bonuses 2.0, something like that. The state hopes to, quote, empower youth to provide more input on finding them a permanent home, either through reunification with their families uh, or adoption if it's not safe for them to return home, according to the release. Notice how they uh, put, put that other part. Or adoption if it's not safe for them to return home. Who determines that? Is that what they're going to do? Or are they just deciding they're listening to the CPS social workers and say, I feel the child is not safe in that home. And are they gonna engage the parents? Oh, no, 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 we can't do that. We we can't do that because if they actually engage and they actually show through video, through interaction, what's eventually gonna happen is you, the parent are gonna be shown to be competent enough to take care of your own kids. And that there's no instruction manual. You don't see someone saying, oh, here's the book. Just follow that and you'll be okay. But as soon as you follow the book, oh, wait, 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 wait. It's, there was a few misprints. Here, here's the updated book. And then as soon as you do that, you see how that goes? Just like Scientology. That's the way they are. The state hopes to empower... To empower youth to provide more inputs, you know. The Quality Improvement Center on Engaging Youth in Finding Permanency is led by a nonprofit, Spalding for Children, in addition to four partner agencies. One of the partners inc- includes the University of Nebraska, Lincoln Center on Children, Families, and the Law. Wait a minute. Folks, I've read this several times and I finally. Cl- Cut on to that. The University of Nebraska Lincoln Center on Children, Families, and the Law, according to this center's website. Well, sounds like um, they're going to show the law, go by the law, but also maybe try to reform the law as well. Maybe make it more beneficial for the families because it said families and the law. Along with other pilot sites, Michigan plans to work with the center during the next four years to, okay, here's the areas. Identify, implement, and evaluate a program model for authentic child and youth engagement. Two, implement additional child welfare training and coaching for the child welfare workforce, including state health department staff. Three, identify and implement systematic changes. Four, partner with courts to implement a training for court professionals and staff. The counties participating in the program as intervention sites are Nacosta, Monroe, Muskegon, and Oakland, according, according to the MDHHS in the release. Now, those Areas are in Michigan, Akaska County, Monroe County, Muskegon County, and Oakland. Sorry, folks, I've got something on my. Might... I hate that. Outcomes for children in the pilot locations are set to be compared with results for children in other counties that are not pilot locations. Michigan, okay, these are the states that are. And see if you can find uh, a similarity. Michigan joins Hawaii, Montana, Nebraska, Rhode Island, Indiana, the Oklahoma Southern Plains Consortium, and the Yakama Nation in the program. So we got one non- Native American. But if you notice, it looks like there's eight, looks like. Half, half of the seven are either Democrat or Republican-run states. And the author of this is an Angela Mocha. So, in a nutshell, what they're trying to do is look at the way it's run now and look at everything, all the lawsuits and everything, apparently, and have to change business as usual. But they only mentioned families maybe two times, but they kept on going children and youth, children and youth, children and youth, children and youth. it's not um, that song, sound I'm hearing in my my, my mind going ching 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 ching. You know, the CPS social workers coming there taking your kids without a court order or a warrant. Maybe that's going to change. Maybe, maybe if we're good, maybe it works. Maybe they say, okay, guess what? We're going to take away the bonuses. You know what's going to happen? Those social workers, no matter who they are, are going to go, No! 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 Don't take it away! No! We need that! The fight against child abuse! Excuse me. That's why you have resources. You're supposed to have resources. That's why, you know, keeping the family together. But you notice that they didn't talk about keeping the families together. They talked about reunification or adoption if they determined it's not safe. Uh, Ms. Stigdon, Terry Stigdon, uh, Indiana State Director of the Department of Child Services, don't let that happen. Find a third way in which to keep the family, families together. Don't tear them apart if the parents are having a problem raising the kids get them the help they need now if, they, if the parents are as I've heard there are some parents who just have kids just to be collecting the um, child welfare child credits individual child credits I believe they call them I can't remember <laughs> it's been so long ago when my kids were that young. But I think what they should actually do also is take the cases from the past. As they're working on this, each case, see if maybe they can change it. Change it, look, and say, okay, in this case, could we have kept the family together? If so, like, okay, the son, do you cut... Autistic son was accused of molesting his sister. What policies and procedures did we put in? Did we follow in that case? Oh, the father's accused. Was there anything more done on that? These are just simple questions. Don't just go go. Oh, gotta get, get Gotta get the father out! Get him out! Get him out! Get him out! Get him out! We gotta save this child. From what? A father who's loving and caring? Who tells his son, look, if you have not done anything wrong, then state is such. Especially a child who's autistic. I mean, folks, how many times have we been telling our children to tell the truth? But as soon as they tell the truth, they berate and belittled. Or maybe they tell the truth and someone gets in trouble and then all of a sudden maybe they told them the sibling and the siblings roll mad at them. Well, what else do we tell our kids? How do we go about changing it? Well, looks like they're going to be changing it. Those states that I told you about. I mean, Michigan, Hawaii, Montana, Nebraska, Rhode Island, Indiana, the Oklahoma Southern Plains Consortium, and the Yakama Nation in the program. And please, the people, (laughs) Native Americans who may be watching, if I'm not pronouncing it right... If you would, I believe there is a way in which to leave me a message for here. I'm pronouncing it Yakama nation in the program. But look at this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight that were selected. And I'd like to bring this up to everyone. This has been going on now since the ni- the whole thing with the welfare program, with the child welfare, since the nineteen sixties. We started even before that, decades upon decades upon decades, centuries upon centuries since sixteen oh one. Ask yourself, if we don't change it now, if we do not include the family that's including both parents and the kids, if we don't include them now, whatever this program pilot program is, by 2026, it's not going to mean anything. Because if it's the same or similar, it's business as usual, and you're just... Shelling money out to keep kids. Mistake, then, while you and the other states are doing this, how about this? There's already something on the books that pays to have the family stay together. Add that into it. Find ways in which you keep the families together. That's number one. Number two, you tell all your agents and all every child protection services agency around the country do this say tell these social workers you are to keep the family together you get no bonuses at all forget the bonuses we are taking the bonuses out make it permanent make it to where they actually have to follow every policy and procedure in your book that if the policy and procedure is maybe a medical exam, change that word from maybe to medical examination required on all charges of abuse on children, including and especially allegations of sexual abuse. You want to really get on the pedophiles? you really want to go after the ones that are really abusing the children? There's your answer. But a lot of them, especially in my family's case, take the kids, go out there. Oh, he did it, or he did it, or the, the parent, mother's responsible, or the father's responsible, or the uncle's responsible, or the grandfather's responsible. But they never, nine out of ten times, every time I heard it at Newcastle Correctional Facility, There was no medical examination performed. You read it online. But in my trial, they had no medical examination. They had a psychological exam performed. But surprise, surprise, the forensic interviewer was not even present at my trial. So, how do we know what is true and what is not? That should also be required. That everyone that's involved has to testify at a person's trial. Has to testify in front of a judge before the kids can even be taken. Have their reports, their medical, the medical, okay, and I'm not making light of Columbine. I'm not. But let's say that, uh, you know, the parents have been talking about that for as long as, for 10 or more years. Yet, they come out, um, what about the doctor that may have been treating the young man, who when, it, you know, who doesn't mean Columbine, it could be any one of these. Anyone ever question the doctor? And if they did, why don't they bring, let the doctor state? As long as if the family is willing to sign a HIPAA release that talks only about the fact that he talked to them and what steps he took. Doesn't have to go into detail. Kind of notice that that never happens. We have to change that. They have a chance with this pilot program starting this year. And for four years, they're going to be studying, constantly changing, revamping, revising. And this goes to Terry Stigton and the Indiana Department of Child Services, the Indiana Attorney General's office. Use my case. Use my case as an example, my family's case. Look at everything. Okay. If there is something that's not right, if you look through the whole thing, if you notice any any thing that's out of place, and especially with the new policies and procedures, if the current policies and procedures, if they were so done, something supposed to be done. And it wasn't done, then do the right thing. Go from substantiated to unsubstantiated. Don't just go by your agents, your investigators, and caseworkers' word. As you find out, thing happen. Not just mine. Go across every case as far back as you can. You'll find out. And this is just me, but I bet it's 90% of the cases, just in Indiana alone, are unsubstantiated that they stated were substantiated. Too many times I heard of guys at Newcastle getting a no contact order from the Department of Child Services. No court order, none. They just said, you can't see your kids and that was it maybe they did have a court order and they couldn't fight because they were in prison or if they did somehow mysteriously they didn't get to go to the hearing uh, maybe the prison was told they're not to come make sure that they do not come here and maybe the prison says, okay, no problem. Uh, we won't have transportation that day. Or we'll have a lockdown or something to make sure that they can't go. You know, something. So do all the state directors of the Department of, Ch- of Child Protective Services really look over everything. Look at the lawsuits. Change business as usual. Because if you don't, you're going to be right back where we started. And I'll tell you, if you want to go business as usual, then why even have this pilot program? Just to say that, oh, you did something? And what I have to say to the Republicans, who may not like this, and some Democrats, fuck you. Let it happen. Let this, get, this is the 21st century. We shouldn't be ripping families apart, but keeping them together. And put a short leash on these investigators and caseworkers. And especially people like Pam Westman. Hey, Pam, I'm going to get up close and let you know one thing. I know about you. I know that you do this for a living. You're an investigator. But also something else. You love ripping families apart. I'm the only one that has the courage to speak up. And if anyone knows where Christy A. Short is, could you please tell her that she had no knowledge of my case. None. She got it that day. She didn't even know about what was written. Why else did it take them 11 hours to convict me? And only after the judge said, after they said could the incident have happened other than the two dates and the affidavit, the judge Marnoka allowed it. Judge Marnoka, if your people are watching this, how much money were you paid? Hmm? How much money were you, what were you promised to convict me? Little me, a simple C-class felony. All you had to do was look over all the evidence and say, Due to the insufficiency of the evidence, I will have to reverse this court's decision, the jury's decision, and find Mr. Shore not guilty. But that's not the way it works, people. I think you know that. Isn't that ironic? It says, and justice for all. It should say, and justice for all who have the money to pay for high-priced lawyers. If you get a public defender, (laughs) you're screwed. Bet a lot of you already know that. I am still trying to find the one woman who actually beat the system. She had some more information. Hopefully I'll be in contact with her soon and we'll have her on this program. Oh, and one other thing. In about after the first of the year, uh, this podcast is going to be just one of many areas you, you, my loyal viewers and listeners, can actually watch and more. The name, it's going to be in a TV channel. The working title right now is True Proud American. It's not about, like, the saying what Donald Trump used. True Proud American is someone that, for me, fights for what they believe in. Will fight the very system that claims to be protecting them and helping them. One of the programs is going to be this program, Corruption of Child Protective Services. I'm going to do my best to get guests... On the program there's also going to be when I started there was Ed Noll armor of God we're working right now on working everything out getting the uh, internet channel set up it's gonna probably take me about a week maybe a little bit longer but after the first of the year true proud American TV will be launched I'll keep you posted on my progress, and if you if you want to meet me somewhere or if you want to do it via Skype, I can have an interview with you. And once I get my Skype up and running, we'll work the whole logistics out. And I want more people like you, the ones that've been screwed by CPS, DCS. You know They give themselves titles They pump themselves up But now Hopefully With this pilot program With eight states It'll spread like wildfire By 2026 The days of taking children Just because A CPS investigator Wants to get that bonus Will finally be over and that child protection services is to protect the children that actually need protection. So, folks. One other area I did find in another clipping was that they want to end the abuse in the system. Children being abused, not by their parents, but by the very people, the foster parents, the Whole system, the caseworkers, you name it, who are abusing these kids. And any of you CPS directors who say I'm wrong, then why are you being sued? Why are these kids coming out and saying that these things are happening? And not just one or two. Anyone can Google online. That is, if it hasn't been deleted. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist, I'm just saying. So, folks, at least some good news. It's a pilot program in eight states. One of which is a Native American state. Isn't that something? So, I'll keep you posted. And December 30th, I'm going to do a special edition going over just what's been going on in the year and what to expect in 2023, including my internet TV channel. So this is David Shore of Corruption of Child Protective Services. Keep your head down. Keep moving forward. This shirt, if you notice, it says Patriot. It, it clearly it says... When tyranny becomes a law, rebellion becomes duty. Let me say that again. When tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes duty. Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson had both stated that sometimes in the course of a country, we have the right and a duty to rise up against a fascist government, no matter who's in the White House. If they are taking more from you than they should, if they're forcing you to do things like wear a mask or take the vaccine, and uh, like the military, oh, if you don't take the vaccine, we're going to kick you out, and they kick them out. Because with a vaccine, I don't know what a vaccine has anything to do with, you know, defending the country. Unless, of course, you need a vaccine to go need immunizations. Immunizations are different than vaccines, I hear. So, we are in a war. We are rebelling, not just here in the United States, but around the world. And I salute those that uh, are fighting for their families. Not just here in the United States, but everywhere. And President Zelensky of the Ukraine, think of your families. Think of all the families. If they're suffering, and Vladimir Putin, you are about a soulless individual. You're a sorry piece of shit. You would let your own people even suffer and die while you're sitting there pumping yourself up? Fuck you. You know, nobody likes you. Your own people are only tolerating you until they find a way to take your happy ass out. Or the cancer, you're supposed to have cancer unless the cancer takes your life. And then the devil's just going, come on down. We got a special place just for you. I've been working have my people work night and day to set up a nice place for you. What you've been doing to everyone? If uh, the if anyone's seen Little Nicky and what uh, the devil is doing to uh, Adolf Hitler, Let's just hope that uh, the devil has more creative ways in which to torture Vladimir Putin. So, folks, keep your head down, keep moving forward. Until next time.